Okay. All right. Hello. Hi. Hi. Welcome to the show. Welcome to Doing Crime. Hi. That's uh, that's Kat over there. And I'm here with the girl who invented asking your teacher if she forgot about checking the homework. (laughs) Amelie. The funny thing is, that's the truest one so far. Oh my god. <laughs> I was that asshole. I'm disgusted. I mean, in elementary school, though. I'm still disgusted. I hope you got beat up a lot. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> um, I got I got bullied, though. A lo- not, mm, I wouldn't say bullied, but, like, boys were mean to me. Oh. Like, I specifically remember this kid going... Uh, your teeth are so yellow, I can't believe it's not butter. <laughs> That's, wow, that is a dick thing to say. It is a dick thing to say. And the funny thing is, wait, maybe I shouldn't say this. Blake listens. Never mind. It was Blake. No, I didn't know Blake back then. This is pre-Blake. This is uh, oh, B-B. Did it, did it turn out to be a, a boyfriend or a guy that would, like, come to like you? He didn't. I don't think he ever liked me, but I just did things in a bathroom with him once. You touched his butthole? <laughs> Stop with the buttholes. No, I I'm was really, way too young to be into butthole stuff. I'm really into butt stuff right now. <laughs> you know what I you know what I've been thinking about a lot? Dibs. <laughs> like what? like remember dibs? The uh the ice cream snack? They were like little chunks of ice cream that were covered in like that were encased in chocolate oh so yeah. you would just pop it in your mouth and mm-hmm. it was supposed to be like the fun alternative to ice cream <laughs> and like i just I thought you meant like calling dibs on someone no where did dibs go i don't know with the eight track oh I remember there, it was on a commercial, like, the commercial was, like, one dad with his daughter, and he was, like, having ice cream being dripped all over him because his <laughs> daughter was, like, eating an ice cream cone. This sounds oddly erotic. <laughs> and then another dad walked by and was, like, throwing dibs up to his daughter, and his daughter was, like, catching them, and they were, like, they were, like, Dibs! This no um, mess ice cream. It that is a that's in poor taste. I feel like. So is Charles Manson really getting paroled? <laughs> Do you really not remember saying that exact same thing on our last episode? Oh no, not Charles Manson. 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 <laughs> Charles Manson. <laughs> located in real the, estate mogul in the sunny wine valleys of California. <laughs> Wait, who are you talking about? Uh, Oh, O.J. Simpson. O.J., yeah. Well, I saw they fucking live feed. Like, they did a Facebook live feed of his parole board hearing. What? Yeah. No, I missed all that. Yeah, I was like, what is this world fucking coming to? And then... Oh, yeah, because I saw John's uh, post on Facebook that was like, does this mean there's another Naked Gun movie coming out? And then he's like, oh, yeah, R.I.P. Leslie Nielsen. And I'm like... Dude, that's fucking sad because yeah. <laughs> Leslie Nielsen was my hero and Naked Gun is my all-time favorite movie. Yeah. It's the best. But is there going to be a, another one because <laughs> OJ's out? I wonder if OJ, because we, you know OJ's going to go back to Florida. He's going to go back to Florida and live Florida? out his days. I thought he lived in California. No, he moved to Florida. Oh, that makes sense. He moved to Florida. All of the insane then, people moved to Florida. <laughs> just, <clears throat> Ew. Andy lives in Florida? Yeah. Ew. Ew. <laughs> he just moved there like two weeks ago. Ew. <laughs> well, I guess it makes sense, you he know. He seems to be having a good time, though. Ohio is the Florida of the North. Right. So. That's what I said. I said Florida is the Ohio of the South, so it makes sense. <laughs> um... But he's probably going to go live out his days in Florida. I hope he, like, commit. Well, I don't hope no, he commits. No, don't another. say that. Don't say that. <laughs> if That's he terrible. does, if he does, it's going to be pretty hard for him to get out of it. Yeah, probably. Um, Especially since his 
famedom isn't what it once was. No. I was thinking about the other that the other day, and I was, like, looking into it a little bit. O.J. Simpson used to be the biggest person. Like, the yeah. biggest celebrity. Yeah, he was huge. Like, he won he was, the Heisman Trophy. He, he was big, the... Big he, like, was a spokesman. He was on NFL, like, talking, doing the thing. Like, he was he huge. He was in all of the Naked Gun movies. Huge. Yeah. Like, huge. And you know and, what sucks is I fucking loved his character in those movies. Well, you can love his character and not Nordberg. love the actor. Nordberg. Yeah, Nordberg. Aww. Uh, you can oh, love the character the and not love the actor. It's just like that's true. I like Johnny Depp movies, but he beat his wife, so I he can't did? like him anymore. Yeah, he beat his wife. Ugh, piece of shit. Yeah, fuck him. I didn't know that. Um, see, I love Tom Cruise as an actor, but but he's, he's a, a he's real into a cult. Yeah, um, really, and he it's is like insane. It's like John Travolta. Like mm-hmm. I really enjoy him in Pulp Fiction. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, why are actors crazy? Uh, you know, I think it takes a certain level of crazy to I be think a good it does, actor. To be a good one, yeah. yeah. Um, however, uh, I was just thinking about it, and like, you know, I really kind of, I really kind of hope that when O.J. Simpson dies, uh, because it will happen, it will be in a fiery. I hope not, because <laughs> I hope. Uh, they're able to convince his family to let them perform an autopsy on oh, his, his brain, brain. Yeah, to see if he got that thing. disease from mm-hmm. like getting like concussed, concussed over and mm-hmm. over and over again. Um, because that would that would kind of uh, um, put sort of a um, you know a reasoning behind like him just going fucking crazy and maybe regulating more stuff or. Yeah, you know, things. like maybe making football not so dangerous. Makes too much money, dude. They'll never change that shit. Okay, so today we are talking about murder. There's there's some murders today. Okay, I need to make a small disclaimer. Um I had I had always said Hey guys, this is future Catherine, um, after this recording, future Catherine. Um, something in GarageBand messed up, and a whole chunk of the recording got deleted somehow, so really sorry about that. It's just, uh, the first half of my murder did, so I was just gonna tell you guys that this is a disclaimer about, um, it's a child murder, however, I think it's very important to talk about this little boy because of what happened to him. His name is Marcus uh, Faisal. He is from uh, Middleton, Ohio. He was diagnosed with autism and he had fetal alcohol syndrome. And uh, he was born in uh, June of 2003. So um, that's what is missing from uh, the beginning of this, and uh, also just the disclaimer that I had made about if you can't handle uh, child death uh, or you know the 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 child cases, um, just go ahead and skip to about minute forty. It's about in there, I think. Uh, yeah, and thank you guys for being so understanding. And his brother, uh, his brother's name was Michael, and his sister's name is Peaches. And they lived... What? His sister's name is Peaches. <laughs> I was trying to gloss it. That is a I'm horrible sorry. name. Don't name your kid Peaches. Don't name your kids after food. Unless uh, your food is named uh, Elizabeth. That's true. Okay. Um, sorry. So uh, they lived in Middletown, uh, Middleton, Ohio. Uh, yeah, this is an Ohio case. I didn't know that going into it. Is it Middletown? Because that's right by where I live. Yeah, Middletown, Ohio. Dude, that's between Dayton and Cincinnati. Oh, really? That's, that's where Night Sweats lives. Oh, shit. Well, fuck. Well, around there. She lives in... And it doesn't matter. I'm not going to disclose her address, but okay, go ahead. She lives at one, two, three. <laughs> <laughs> so um, he was described by everyone as an awesome little guy. 
Uh, he loved flowers, Bob the Builder, and especially bubbles. Mm. Uh, he was diagnosed with autism and fetal alcohol syndrome. Oh, no. Which, um, he had the, the telltale signs of fetal alcohol syndrome, which is right, widespread eyes, um, a small nose bridge, um... Isn't it something weird with their belly buttons, too? Or is that like I don't an know. urban legend? I don't know. I've only ever heard about uh, the facial structure. Okay. Um, fetal alcohol syndrome, and he attended a special needs preschool, um, which is, like, my husband works at a special needs preschool. Um, so Marcus was a lot in this um in this article I they referred to him by his last name but I'm going to call him Marcus. Um, I like that. So Marcus was an extremely active child um which is usually it goes hand in hand with uh autism. A lot of times children with autism are also diagnosed with ADHD or ADD. Um, specifically ADHD and ADD also fall under the, uh, autism umbrella. If you don't know what autism is specifically, um, autism spectrum disorder as it's diagnosed as is a, uh, long list of, um, other diagnoses. So, um, the diagnoses can range from like Asperger's to sensory uh, processing disorder and even depression is uh, under the umbrella of autism. So Mm -hmm. it's all just kind of a big generalization and then it usually gets broken down as the kids get older. That's why they call it the spectrum, right? Yeah, it's a spectrum. It's a big, uh, it's a huge, huge amount of, and it's still really, um, really, uh, not well understood. Uh, basically when you have a child that, uh, is diagnosed with just autism, uh, they probably have sensory processing issues, which means like, um, if you're neurotypical, which means that you're not diagnosed with anything, uh, that would be considered autism, uh, you can, wear clothes and after a while you stop feeling your clothes on your body or you can walk through a mall and like you can tune out the background noise but um a child with autism may constantly be feeling their clothes on them and after a while that feeling gets painful because you're constantly feeling it and then uh children autistic children sometimes have an issue with like tuning out noises or or loud noises are extremely upsetting and they can't calm themselves down so a lot of times if you see an autistic person in public they might have a meltdown or you see um, a parent struggling with a child and they're they're screaming and kicking and flailing um that child may be autistic it's not the parent's fault the child just cannot calm himself down uh it's impossible so um that's just your little, little background, little education about autism there. Um, so Faisal was an active child. Uh, he was a runner. He uh, that happens sometimes with autistic kids. They run a lot. They'll just take off. Um, my son is a runner. Mm-hmm. So uh, we every t- anytime we go somewhere, he's either in a stroller or we're thinking about getting one of the child harnesses. To give him a little bit more independence mm-hmm. and all that cool stuff. Um, so he was an active child and his mother was often seen having difficulties being able to cope with him, uh, which is standard fare. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Trevino also suffered from domestic violence at the hands of her boyfriend, which led to frequent police visits to the home. Wait, so she was or the son was? She, well. Both? Both. Oh, fuck. Okay. So. And it's also been reported that she also had uh, developmental delays and uh, she was also developmentally disabled. Um, I don't know if she was diagnosed with anything, but uh, it's been reported that she had some mental health issues going on, um, which is no excuse. No. But um, well. it's just good to uh, remember that. Okay. Um, just, you know, whatever. Uh, so uh, the... Uh, domestic violence, which led to frequent police visits. Uh, the cops reported that the house smelled of feces and was infested with fleas. Oh, Jesus. On September 29th, 2005, police observed severe bruising to Marcus's left butt cheek. Uh, the family 
would then be reported to Child Welfare Services in so January. was two. Uh, September 29th, he was born June 23rd, 03. <coughs> so, yeah, he was Yeah, he two. was two. Okay, that's terrible. In January 2006, Marcus crawled out of his second-story second window and fell off mm. of the roof, fell off of the roof of his house, resulting in a cut on his chin that required stitches. Um, and then in April 2006, Marcus was found wandering the streets and was almost hit by a car. Uh, when Trevino was questioned by the police... Uh, she said that taking care of her kids was getting too much for her, and then she handed them over uh, to Butler County. Well, you know what? Maybe that was a good thing, though. Yeah. I mean, if your kid's falling out of a window and wandering the streets, like, yeah, you're probably not fit to be a parent. Uh, so Lifeway for Youth was a private agency contracted uh, contracted by the state uh, to place children in foster care uh, homes. Uh, they, uh, Lifeway for youth, youth placed Marcus in the care of Linz and David Carroll. At the time, they did not know that David Carroll had a mental illness issue that would have had him disqualified from being a foster parent. Uh, also that there was another adult, David's live-in girlfriend was in the home that, uh, Lifeway for Youth was not aware of. And it, also in June 2006, David was arrested on charges for domestic violence. Uh, what the? Okay, wait a second. He did not report this to Lifeway for Youth as required. Okay, first of all, let me just say I have a friend who um, they've been trying to adopt four years. I mean, not four, four, four or four years. Four years, not okay. four years. F longer, longer than four. F O R yes. years. Four years, right? Right. She had to go through so much like background shit. She um she couldn't treat her anxiety or her depression because that would like be like a negative mark on her adoption. And I mean she's she's a totally well-adjusted person. Her and her husband are fucking awesome people, like right. two of my favorite people. And it's just insane to me that it's so hard for them well, and they're, they're such good fucking people. I mean, they have foster kids now, which is great, but I mean, how does this slip through the cracks, though? Like, that's uh, just crazy. I'm pretty sure uh, Lifeway, for, Lifeway for Youth was, um, like, a, a religious-based foster uh, fostering system. Well, they're religious, too, so I, I, I don't know what system they go through, but, um, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. That's uh, fucking I think... I think um, the background stuff is a lot more lenient for just foster parents. Mm. Um, if you're trying to adopt, I think they they go a little bit harder. But I think if you're you're just wanting to foster, that doesn't make any fucking sense. Yeah. Well, you know. <laughs> but, okay. The anyway, state I'm pays sorry. you a check per kid, so right. I, I just don't. Okay. Continue. I'm sorry. So family and friends said that uh, David Carroll was jealous of Marcus. And his need for constant attention from Lynn's and Baker, Amy Baker, who was the live-in girlfriend. Of, so he was, he's he married. Wife and... He's married to Lynn's. Oh, that'll be, I'll bring it up again. Okay. It's okay. explained later. Um, at one point, it's explained right now. <laughs> at one point, he left his wife because he didn't want a life of raising foster kids with her. Uh, but then she eventually got him to move home. But when he moved back... Uh, he brought Amy Baker with him and said, "This she's my girlfriend. She's just going to live here. And the wife was okay with that. I guess so. <laughs> Wowza. Uh, so Lynn's Carol uh, reported Marcus missing August 15th, 2006. So in April, Marcus was taken into state's custody. Uh, August, they were August 15th. They reported missing. Wow, that's no time at all. Um, she said that she had been at the park with four children. Uh, her child that she had with David Lenz. I mean, David Carroll, another foster, a toddler she was babysitting, and Marcus. Uh, she said that she was at the park with these four children when she blacked out due to low blood pressure. When She, hmm. uh, she said when she regained consciousness that Marcus was, was gone. 
uh, one of the longest, one of the largest searches in Ohio state history soon followed hundreds of people, uh, and search dogs searched the immediate area and thousands more searched the surrounding areas. On August 22nd, 2006, Linz Carroll held a press conference asking whomever took Marcus to turn him in. She said, and I quote, I need, I need help from the public to find my son. Marcus is my son. I know people think foster care is temporary, but please return him to a hospital. Waking up every morning and not having him run to me is very difficult. I am closer than his birth mom to him. Uh, she mm. also uh, she also wore um, the clothes that she said that she was wearing when she took him to the park just in case anyone, she said just in case anyone uh, saw him or saw her wearing the clothes and remembered something. Um, however, no witnesses at the park reported seeing Michael, uh, Marcus, I wrote Michael because yeah. my son's name is Michael and this little boy looks just like my son, really? except he has dark hair and Aww. Marcus has dark hair and blue eyes and my son has blonde hair and green eyes. So, um, well, that's what I was, I was actually going to ask, like, was anybody else at the park? Did they witness her passing they, the fuck out? Because if I saw they a mother... They witnessed her with three other children, and witnesses saw her pass out, but they never saw Mike, a Marcus with her. Okay. Um, uh, no witnesses at the park reported seeing Marcus at, uh, that day with Linz and the three other children. Uh, none of the search dogs even hit on his scent at the park either. Hmm. Uh, police... Autom- automatically grew suspicious of uh, both Linz and David. Of course. August 28th, a grand jury was called. So what basically happened, what there's not a whole uh, lot of information about um, this part, but from uh, everything that I read, what I can gather, it seems as if Amy Baker went to the police and turned over everything that she knew. And she's uh, the mistress, right? Yeah, she's the mistress. Okay. So I, I, and she got uh, immunity for her testimony. So hmm. I believe that she got immunity in Ohio for her testimony. So I believe that she went to the police and told them everything that she knew about what had happened, and uh, that's why she got immunity, and that's why a grand jury was called so quickly. Hmm. So, um. A grand, a grand jury with no body, no anything. Wow. Uh, just a missing child. Uh, so August 28th, the grand jury was called and David and Linz were indicted and later arrested on charge of involuntary manslaughter. And uh, these are the involuntary manslaughter, endangering children, uh, and then David had an extra charge of gross abuse of a corpse. What? Gross, like, gross abuse of a corpse is like, um, it's, uh, it's, like, if you do, okay, if I kill someone and uh, dismember the body, that would be gross abuse of a corpse. I feel like we missed a lot because how the fuck do they know all this? Well, when okay. Amy oh, Jesus. when Amy went to the house, uh, well, when Amy went to the police, what I think happened, but if the police never said, oh, she came to us and told us everything okay. that happened. So... Uh, what was discovered is that Friday, August 4th, 2006, Marcus was wrapped in a blanket. Uh, that blanket was wrapped in tape, and he was mm. placed in a closet without Ooh. food or water. David, mm. Linz, Amy, and Amy then left for Kentucky over the weekend for a family reunion. Mm. Uh, prosecutors this would state that he was treated worse than their dog, especially considering the dog was taken with them to Kentucky. Oh, my God. They took a comforter. They wrapped him up in the comforter. Oh, my God. And then they wrapped the comforter up in more tape and left him in the closet for over the weekend. What the fuck? When they returned... (sighs) Oh, my God. Sorry. This is important, though. No, no, no. I get get why you're doing this, but it's just... When they returned on the 6th, they found that Marcus had died... Uh, David and Amy took Marcus's body to an abandoned area where they knew where a house had burned down. Uh, all that remained of the home was the chimney. They repeatedly burned Marcus's body. Uh, then they gathered all that they could find or see, but uh, they left small pieces of clothing and bone fragments, and they dumped his remains into the Ohio River. Oh my God! Uh, then it was reported on August tenth, a social uh, on August tenth, 
So on August 10th, when they had come back from the trip. Right. Right. Uh, when they, they weren't arrested yet, they came back. They came back on the 6th. A social worker came to the house on August 10th for a welfare check. Linz and David told her that he was sick. And for whatever reason, the social worker took them at their word and did not even ask to see him. What? She just I mean, left. okay, I'm sorry. I don't know what social work is like. In reality, he was already dead. Um, you're supposed to... I have a friend who's a who's a caseworker. I have a friend um, who's a social worker, too. Night sweats. And from what I... Night sweats? Mm-hmm. From what I understand, uh, you have to vis- physically see the child. Mm-hmm. You, for a welfare check, you have to make sure they're okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, this social worker didn't. They were like, he's sick. She said, okay, and just checked it off. That's bizarre. After remains were discovered at the chimney, they were tested to positively be Marcus's remains. There was obviously no way to tell the cause of death, but it is speculated that he died from the heat within the closet. <gasps> oh, uh, my God. It reached up to 104 degrees in that closet with no blanket on. Oh, my fucking God. Why would they even wrap him in a blanket? To keep him from leaving the closet. To keep him trapped in the closet so he couldn't run around and mess up the house. Oh, my God. When let him run or Like, let him escape and have somebody find him or something. Well, what that's the, the point. They don't want him to escape. Jesus. So Mm -mm. they just didn't want to deal with him. Linz and David Carroll initially pled not guilty. Linz went to trial and was found guilty of murder by a jury on February 21st, 2007 and was sentenced to 54 years to life. Good. David took a plea deal, uh, took a plea bargain on February 26th, 2007 and received 16 years to life. They're both still in prison. 16? They're both still in prison. Good. Yeah, but I mean, it hasn't been 16 years since 2006. Nope, but I have a feeling that he won't get parole. I fucking hope not. (laughs) Uh, Amy Baker, David's living girlfriend, was extradited to Kentucky. Kentucky determined... That's where she's from. Oh, okay. Kentucky determined that they had jurisdiction on the part of the Ohio River where Marcus's remains were dumped. Mm. Kentucky fought to charge her for tampering with evidence as she admitted she helped uh, dispose of Marcus's remains. What? But for whatever reason, all charges were dropped in 2008. Within a few days of Marcus... This is the worst part. I mean... This is the worst Within a few days of Marcus being found, Donna Trevino, Marcus's birth mother, went to court to sue. She had stopped all contact with Marcus and had even given up her parental rights when he was placed with the Carols. So after he was taken into state's custody, she cut him off and she gave up her rights. Oh, and then she went to go collect money? Yep. Uh, she, oh once the court, once the court maintained she had the right to sue, she, uh, she filed for 5 million against the Carols, Amy Baker and Lifeway among others. Lifeway for Youth being the company that pay, that placed Marcus with the Carols. Uh, the prosecutor pointed out that if she would have done her job as a parent, Marcus would still be here. And that the only person responsible for Marcus's care that wasn't mentioned in the lawsuit was her. That's yeah. what that's what the prosecutor said to her. So in February 2008, Trevino's suit was settled for just over $200,000. However, Trevino does not receive any of the money. Good. The money technically went to the care of her children as long as they did not live with her, it went to the foster parents. Uh if she ever did regain custody, she would have to show receipts for everything she ever bought with the money. And a trust fund officer would have complete control and uh, would need to see re- uh, would need to see the receipts. Fuck yeah, dude. Fuck that bitch. But she Sorry. never she never tried to regain custody. Surprise, surprise. Lifeway had their license revoked and are no longer allowed to be involved in fostering children. However, they rebranded and are now a foster placement system again under a different name. What? When it came when it came to Marcus's remains, Trevino refused to accept the county's offer to provide him with a burial. 
and then when the remains were able to be uh, claimed by a family member, she did not want to collect the remains. I'm ser- I'm seriously about to fucking cry right now. That's the, insanely. The chimney Marcus was burned in was torn down, and uh, there's a memorial there that uh, the community came together and make, and it's a peaceful place. It's like a park. Um, but because of Marcus, uh, 55 different, uh, like laws and bills and stuff were, uh, pushed through to help improve Ohio's foster care system. Um, it's kind of debated whether or not anything has actually changed. Um, but that's kind of the good that has come from it, that and, the $200,000 are being used to help care for his brother and sister. Um, so, yeah, that's the story of Marcus Faisal. I am actually shocked that I did not hear about that because I lived in Ohio at the time, and Middletown is not far from where I lived. I mean, yeah. I that's um, I actually had an, a, an ex-boyfriend who worked there. <laughs> It's it, I, it's it's really not that far from where I live. It's it was like a really big deal. Maybe thirty minutes from where I live. Um, but I just think it's it's important to hear stories like this. So, uh, if you are a social worker, uh, you know to keep a better eye out. Um, if you know someone who is fostering children, just keep an eye out for them. Even if you even if they're your mom, just keep an eye out for them. That's so fucking weird. Like I just. Like I said, my friend earlier, I'm not going to name names or anything, but um, she and her husband are like, any kid who is placed with them struck fucking gold. Like, I mean, seriously, like they, they take such good care of these kids and these kids, like she, uh, she's, she's kind of, um, she lives in Kentucky, so she's kind of a halfway point between here and my home. So like, or Ohio where I live. So, like, sometimes when I travel to Ohio, I'll stop at her house and just, like, sleep overnight. Like, she'll let me stay over and yeah. we'll we'll hang out and stuff. And she tells me the stories of what these kids have been through. And it is devastating. Yeah. And it's just, like, and also, as a foster parent, she has to go through, I mean, these kids are. They're broken. They're broken, exactly. And so they're like, okay, I deal with a three-year-old and I'm like bitching about, oh, she's kind of a pain in the ass and, you know. But then she's dealing with a three-year-old who's been abused, who's had gone through like just crazy shit. And I'm just like, you are such a strong person because yeah. I, you know, like I, this is my my own child and I've known her since a baby. So like I can deal with it better. But she... She actually got a kid who, I think he was three, when she got him. Yeah. So getting a three-year-old, first of all, is hard. Yeah. And then a three-year-old who has gone through some shit. I mean, she is, she's like, she's fucking superwoman, basically. And being a foster parent, I just can't even imagine. Yeah. But I don't think that you should just let anyone fucking do it. No. I mean, and it's it's stories like these that make me want to become a foster parent. Um, but uh, with the state of Arkansas, um, it's really hard to be a foster parent. Each foster child needs to have their own bedroom. Really? Uh, yeah. Um, each... Uh, it, it, I mean, I live in a three-bedroom house, and... Um, Eventually, we'll, we may move into a bigger home. Um, you are a bleeding heart, my friend. Thank you. You are. You've I'm taken, just... I'm hemorrhaging. You are. You You have a big heart. But it's just stuff like that, especially him being autistic. Man. It really hits home for me. Yeah. That's fucking rough. I'm glad you went first. Yeah. Well, I knew... I did not want to end on that. I knew I was going to go first, especially doing this one. So, mine is not nearly as sad. Yeah, sorry about that if you guys are, you know, triggered or... I'm not even saying that, like, sarcastically, but if, you've, you're, if you're honestly having a distressful time. To be fair, I warned you. That's true. 
You did. So thanks a lot, Kat, for bringing this shit down. If you're if you're gonna be a rebel and listen to awful, terrible, horrible things, that's true. Maybe listen to the to the disclaimer. Yeah, we actually should probably put a disclaimer at the beginning of every episode, but, well, no, because it's called doing crime. I mean, come on. Life doesn't have a disclaimer. You know what? You're right. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, um, I'm really glad you went first, because usually I feel like I always go second, and mine are always such a fucking bummer. You did a dead kid. You get a dead kid. You get a dead kid. (laughs) We all get dead kids. That's fucking terrible. All right, mine's mine's from Brazil. Ooh. Yeah. And, okay, so because I've been working so much, I texted my husband, Blake, and I was like, hey, I know what you can do. Find me a murderer. And he's like, really? You trust me with that? And I'm like, I mean, I I guess. Did he just stumble across this, like, looking for I don't know what Brazilian he butts? <laughs> <laughs> he's watching, like... Fucking like, uh, what? Shit, I don't know. Fuck, he's, I've had too he's, many. He's watching I've had too that, many seltzers. He's watching that Brazilian butt dance. <laughs> Have you ever seen that? It's mm-hmm. like the girl gets on like her hands and her. She's facing away from the guy who's sitting behind her. And she gets in between his legs. He's sitting with like his legs splayed. She gets in between them, puts her feet. <sighs> up on his shoulders and then she just brings her feet to her stomach like brings her knees to her stomach which makes his face slam into her butt why are you so into butt stuff right now i i don't i'm not you were talking about brazil and they're known for their butts (laughs) if anyone has a butt it's a brazilian you brazilian butt stars I envy thee. <laughs> Coming this fall on E. <laughs> Brazilian butt stars. <laughs> All right. Um, this guy is not a butt star. Actually, I don't know. You, don't you know what? Know Butts kind of look butt. like stars. In what fucking world? Have you... Do you... Are you aware of Limp Biscuit? Yeah. The band? Yeah. You know they're... they're uh, album was called like fucking something starfish and it was like about like that's a reference to a butthole oh pink starfish i don't think it's called pink starfish it's called something else that's it's or like a winking starfish (laughs) like that's what buttholes are called because like buttholes look like starfish not butts Okay, not the whole butt, but the butthole. <laughs> this, uh, this fucking, I used to work with this guy named Doug when I was a bartender. All right, Doug. All right, so, like, I would, I, I'm short, right? And when I had to do top shelf shit, I'd have to, like, reach up. All right, or if I did bottom shelf shit, I'd have to bend down. And Doug would be like, did you just wink at me? <laughs> oh, what? With, with my asshole. Oh, my God. <laughs> What if you had, like, a really high butt crack? Like, your butt crack went, like, up into your lower back. I have no tailbone. <laughs> How it's gross. It's all fucking ass Oh, my crack. God. What if you didn't... What if you didn't have butt cheeks? <laughs> what if it was just the hole on, like, a flat area of skin? You know what, you guys? If that is your case... That's okay. Live your truth. It's okay to not End have butt it. cheeks. End it. <laughs> With your cheekless butt. No, don't. Just do more squats, dude. I would. Just do some squats. No, not You'll that their butt is flat. They don't have cheeks. I feel like that's probably some kind of weird victim of a terrible serial <laughs> killer. Okay. Um, I'm the butt carver. <laughs> <laughs> the butt carver of Manchester. <laughs> Please tell it's me like, there's It's like, oh my thing. god, it's like that serial butt stabber that they had, like, <laughs> <laughs> running around. What podcast was that? Was that last podcast on the left? I hope so. I don't know. I think it was. It was either that or, like, My Favorite Murder or something, but it was a guy just running around stabbing people in the ass. I'm pretty sure it was uh, last podcast on the left. If I were a serial anything, it would be a butt stabber. <laughs> 
Mine would just be a, a butt pincher. Could you imagine I don't living... Stab people. Could you imagine living in fear, always looking over your shoulder, <laughs> just in case someone were to stab you in the Literally butt? Literally looking over your shoulder. Yeah, like, huh, huh. Can you, can you see you can your never... own ass if you look over your shoulder? I can. I mean, like, Blake asked me to send him a picture of my ass, and um, it's really hard to do. It's really hard to take a picture of your own ass. I used to just do ass. mirror butt pictures. Well, that's what I did. Yeah. I mean... I did it, but with the wavy mirrors that we have here. So it was really hard was to like get within optical, one <laughs> optical illusion. But yeah, he's like, "Oh my god, you look amazing!" And I'm like, "No, no, no! It's just, it's just the angle and the mirror. <laughs> the mirror is very flattering to my, to my buttocks." Anyway, this has nothing to do with butts. Uh, <laughs> it's just in Brazil. It does have to do with Blake, though, because he found. <gasps> does it have to do with totally waxed? Poons. No. Do you get skeeved out by like completely bald ladies? Yes. Yeah, me too. Okay, good. I'm not okay. I've always been called like weird because like I'd never like fully shave. I always like No, leave. you gotta leave a little bit to the imagination. But I also get like UTIs so <laughs> easily. <laughs> like how do you This comes up every single time? Does it? Yeah. Oh. You talk about your UTI problem a lot. <laughs> it's, it's chronic. Like, it's an issue. I've had, like, four UTIs this month alone. Maybe, what? Yeah. It's it's an issue. Have it, you it been got, to a doctor? It got worse after I had my son because I was completely split in two. And, like, they had to, like, I had stitches in my song. urethra. Completely split, split in two. Um, it's called right in two, but yeah. No. Oh. Anyways, um, <laughs> but they had to like stitch my urethra back, so I'm I'm wondering if maybe they fucked my shit up, and that's why I'm always getting UTIs now. Maybe John needs to clean his dick better. Also, completely waxed lady bits, poons. Just look like babies. Yeah, it's weird. And there's no such thing as a sexy baby. Um, I don't know, Blake and I. <laughs> Have you? Okay, there's a movie out. It's called um, In a World. Okay. I've never heard of that. Well, it's like a it's like an indie film about but a sexy baby. No, so this girl, she they're basically talking about like voiceover actors, right? Mm-hmm. And this girl, she's oh yeah, it's that one on Netflix that it's about the guy who's in a world. Yeah, he's the in-a-world guy, and then yeah. he has a daughter, and she says, um, these are not the drones you're looking for, or something like that. Anyway, there's a girl that she's, like, helping to become a voice actor or something, and this girl sounds like a, she's like, do you want to sound like a sexy baby, or, because she talks like a sexy baby. I hate that. Ugh, sexy babies. That's disgusting. I hate that. Don't, mm. <laughs> Don't be a sexy baby. There's no such thing as a sexy baby. Dude, my mom, like, if if Layla or, I'm sorry, my children, if either one of them has, like, an outfit on and it's, like, it, like, ties in the front or something, she's like, that outfit is too sexy. <laughs> and my kids are two and four. Like, <laughs> I there's, like, a really big trend of, like, tube tops right now, but for babies. Ew, why? And I just want to be, like, Babies will not keep tube tops on. Okay, they're gonna pull Can it down. We? Their nips are gonna be exposed. It's okay, not good. Honesty circle here. Okay, yep. okay. My kids' nips are almost always out, <laughs> but that's just because I don't like to dress them on weekends <laughs> or weekdays. They only get dressed when I need to leave. Anyway, but they're okay, just free. Well, let them be free while they're this young. Your I, kids are young enough to have exposed my, nipples. My kids are uh, one and a half and two, so. Yeah, they, she had them real close together. They're ten months and ten days apart. They're Irish twins. Yay. I'm not yeah. Irish. Oh, my God. Excuse me. Um, Sort of. Yesterday, John burped so loud in his sleep that he woke up. In his sleep? Yeah. Like, he had, okay, he ate a 20-ounce steak for dinner. Oh, my goodness. And then earlier that day, he ate Popeye's for lunch. And so, like, it was, like, a huge sulfur burp. Should I have a talk with John? Yeah. Okay. Someone needs to. 
intervention because I know you're listening to this because you're going to have to heavily edit this episode. <laughs> heavily edit. Um, stop doing that. Also, I've always wondered if people sneeze in their sleep. Have you ever sneezed <gasps> in your sleep? I don't know. I don't know if I have either. But you'd think that would wake you up, right? I don't know. Maybe. But, like, I don't ever remember waking up to a sneeze. Why the fuck don't you sneeze in your sleep? Google it. Email us. Brazilian murderer. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway. Okay. Mine's not that long. All right. So mine is about this guy named Pedro Rodriguez Filho. We get it. You took Spanish in high school. Actually, I took French. I didn't take oh, Spanish. I took French, too. <gasps> okay. So did Blake. See? Well, we okay. don't care about Blake. Yes, we no, do. No, I'm just kidding. Blake's he's, great. He's the reason that I'm doing this guy. He's doing great. Whoa, dude. Business. That sounded bad. Blake, honey. She's doing it. I'm not I'm not doing a guy. Okay. Anyway, so Pedro Rodriguez Filho was born um, June 17th, 1954. Hmm. And while okay, you know like the the trifecta of like making a fucking serial killer is like a head injury? Yeah. Well head injury. Wetting the bed. Wetting the bed animal. And torturing animals. Okay. And starting fires. Yeah. Well, this guy <clears throat> His father beat his mother while he was in utero, mm. and he was permanently, he had a permanent uh, damaged skull. Oh, my God. So he was born with a damaged skull because his father beat his mother so badly while he was, while she was pregnant. Oh, my God. Yeah. So he had no chance. However, just wait, okay? Because as far as murderers go and as far as, like, victims go, this is, like, not that bad. There's okay. Oh, okay. okay. Let me just okay. <laughs> okay. At age thirteen, Pedro got his first desire to kill. He got into a fight with his cousin and he pushed him into a sugarcane press. What? Yeah. At thirteen. Uh the kid survived, but barely. So like he almost died, but he made it. When he was uh when Pedro was fourteen, his father got fired from his job as a school guard. Because he was accused of stealing food from the school. Oh, that sucks. Uh, here's what Pedro did. He murdered the vice mayor of his town, uh, the guy who fired his father. Later it was discovered that it was actually another guard who stole the food, so Pedro murdered that guy at 14. Oh, my, oh my fucking God. Yeah. Okay. So then he moved to, I don't know how to fucking say this, Sao Paulo? Yeah. I know it's, like, a very popular place. I just don't know how to pronounce that shit. Um, he met a woman named Maria Olympia. The couple moved in, to, in together, but sadly, Maria was murdered by a group of gang members. So, Filho, uh, he got away, but he took his revenge. He murdered and tortured a bunch of people to find out the identity of people of the people who murdered Maria. So, by the time he was 18, his murder count was up to 10. What the shit? Mm-hmm. Brazil, what are you doing? But you know what, though? Like, I almost don't even feel bad for the victims, though. I mean, except for his cousin. Like, that's pretty fucked up. But it gets it gets worse and better. And that, that vice mayor or whatever that was just doing his job? Oh, yeah. I guess that's pretty fucked up, too. Anyway. Goddamn. This guy had, like, a very strong sense of justice, I guess. He's, like, the anti-Batman. Well, he's kind of, like, Blake and I were talking about it. He's, like, kind of, like, a fucked-up Dexter. Yeah. Just wait. Okay. So, Pedro's father ended up murdering his mother brutally with a machete. Oh, my fucking God. Yeah. So, Pedro revenge killed his father. He cut out his heart, took a bite from it, and then just threw it away. I don't even know what to fucking say. <laughs> this is, is this a Quentin Tarantino movie? No, I know. This is real. This really fucking happened. Blake found this one and I was like, that is fucking perfect because I actually kind of don't feel bad about talking about it. You know what I mean? Like, no, whenever we do murders, so, I always feel really fucking bad. But at this point, I'm kind like, of outlandish. That guy, that motherfucker deserved that. Yeah. You know? Okay. 
So his first arrest occurred on May 24th, 1973. He was sentenced to prison. While incarcerated, he killed at least four inmates. Jeez, um, he just can't fucking help he, himself. He can't. He loved killing criminals. Okay, so during all of his years in prison, he murdered 47 inmates. Oh, my God. Yeah, dude. He's single-handedly helping to keep the prison yeah. population down. Uh, usually, he only killed people who were, like, terrible criminals or people who attacked him. So, obviously, okay, so he wasn't liked much in prison because of... He, really? He kept murdering people. Wow. In prison. Um, but, so... Normally it was like people who did like really shitty murders or rapes or whatever, but he did kill one guy because he snored too loudly. Yeah, this dude is just a fucking killer. He's insane. Okay, so Filho targeted his victims after hearing of crimes that they had committed, um, both while he was in and out of prison. So he would just find criminals and kill them. Um... His method of killing usually involved stabbing and hacking them to death with large blades. Yikes. Uh, in one instance, he killed seven people in one day. What the? I'm assuming that's while he was in prison because, I mean, they're all right there. In just a soup. Mm-hmm. A soup of... What the shit? Yeah. Um, sometimes he would kill people in the fashion in which they had committed a murder. Okay. So, like, well, eye for an eye, motherfucker kind of thing. Uh, well, I honestly wouldn't mind uh, Linz and David Carroll being wrapped in a blanket. You know what I mean? Put in a closet. Like, I I want to hate this guy, but I kind of don't. I kind of, well, uh, Okay. So, killing is not okay. It's not okay. It's not okay. Um, unless it's this kind. It's, okay. Uh, mm, okay, so <laughs> let me, let me continue. So... Pedro was described by psychiatrists as, like, the perfect psychopath, uh, though others preferred to classify him as a sociopath instead. Uh, a psychological report diagnosed Filho as with paranoid and antisocial traits, obviously. Really? Uh, criminologist and writer you. Ilana Kaysoy suggested that Filho was a, uh, quote-unquote, avenger-slash-vigilante type serial killer with great intelligence and an almost photographic memory who built all of his identity over his murders. So, like, that was his... Yeah, he's got, like, this god complex, almost. Yeah! Like... Absolutely. I... You did this horrible thing, so now I'm going to punish you for doing this horrible thing. Yeah. Except for his cousin. Except for the cousin. And the and the mayor. The yeah. vice mayor. Vice mayor. Um, but he was 14, so, like, his brain wasn't fully developed yet. Although I I would venture to say that his brain never really was fully developed since he was injured in the womb. Yeah. Um, so his total body count came to be 71 confirmed murders, ah! although he claimed to have killed over 100 people. I, you know, I would take him at his word. I would, too, because he, he seemed like a kind of honest dude. You know? I don't know. Um... <sighs> But he was released from prison in 2007, but he was forced to return in 2011 when he was charged and convicted of riot and false imprisonment. And he was sentenced to 128 years. So that motherfucker's still in prison. Um, but you'd think, like, maybe put him in solitary? Do they? Like, don't how, put him in what general is, population, maybe? What is prison in Brazil like? Because That's I have a, really a feeling. I don't think, like, it's like here. I have a feeling, like, it's kind of just like. We put you in a box, and you're with all the other people in the box, and like this is Gen where Pop. you stay. Yeah, Gen Pop. That's what the that's um, what the cool kids say. Amelie would know because she spent time in prison. I only know that because I watched the show Oz. I was really into it. I never. My mom used to watch that show, but I think I was too young to mm-hmm. really get into it. I just it's, remember. Yeah, there it's was actually like an a, older show now. There was like, like a black more. guy narrator. And he was yeah, like, he was in a wheelchair. He was like, here in Oz. Yeah. No, 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 But like, oh, so like the Rat King from 30 Rock, he was in that show. Oh, it's amazing okay. how many people got famous from that show, like that, you know, branched out and did other shit. Because like every time I see an actor, I'm like, oh, that guy was in Oz or that chick was in Oz or whatever. Uh, anyway, that's the end of my story. It was super sweet and short, but fuck Pedro, man. 
you know what? Instead of taking a bite out of crime, take a bite out of your dad's heart. <laughs> if he kills your mother with a machete, though. Yeah. I mean, like, Only- don't do not do it, like, if he just, like, grounded you for not doing the dishes or something. Yeah. Like, that's fucked up. Yeah. Only, only eat your dad's heart if he brutally hacks your mom to death. Yeah. Like... A, a if you get a C minus and your dad grounds you, that's... a reason to not eat your dad's heart. He makes you mow the lawn. <laughs> a reason to eat your dad's heart. He hacks your mom to death with a machete. A reason to not eat your dad's heart. He asks you to walk your dog. A reason to eat your dad's heart. He hacks your mom to death. Stop it. Oh, my God. That poor woman, dude. God, she got fucked. Shit. Yeah. Like, real bad. She, like, they were all pulling straws to see who gets the shortest one. She didn't even get to pull. She's at the top of a matchstick. Like, it was just, like, the little part that, like, catches on fire. And she just held it in her hand and just, like, fucking imploded in her hand. The top of the matchstick turned out to be, like, a a nuclear warhead. (laughs) She's the that true poor victim. fucking one. Serious, she really fucking is, though. I mean, shit. Can you imagine what Pablo must have been like at fucking parties? It'd been be like a real riot. Hey, Pablo, you want some of this? Uh, you know, we got some pork. You want some of this? Wants hey, Pablo, <laughs> stop stabbing the pork. <laughs> and he's like, hey, um. What are your sins? <laughs> he just comes have up you to ever, you. Have you ever... Have uh... you ever... He just comes up to you and he's like... <laughs> I can smell the guilt. Jesus fucking Christ. And you're like, no, it's it's a new Nautica cologne. <laughs> he's like, that smells like Calvin Klein to me. <laughs> um, anyway, so that was the end of mine. It was short and sweet, but... I actually was really excited about that one because... He's kind of a vigilante. He's the anti-Batman. How is he anti-Batman? Because, like, Batman, like, Batman, like, had his own, like, weird, skewed sense of justice, but, like, he refused to kill anyone. Yeah, that's true. Batman's my favorite superhero, by the way. Ugh, why? Because he's a normie. (laughs) Because he made all of his powers with science and... Yeah, because he's a normal dude. I don't know. I don't know I'm not into, like... Like, superpowers. I just like a dude who's, like, tries to be a badass, and he totally fucking is. I always liked Mystique because I like the idea of, like, being able to change, like, what you look like. Yeah, dude. That would be nice. Yeah. Like, like during that photo shoot. Oh, P.S. I saved this for the fucking podcast because, um... That was a good segue. Remember how I was telling you how we got our pictures taken? Uh-huh. <laughs> There's a chance that I'm going to be on a fucking billboard. <gasps> oh, please. Dude. Dude. Oh, my God. If you are, we have to go to the <laughs> billboard. <laughs> I really hope that, like, my boss just takes his individual picture and does the the billboard. No, he's not. No, I can't. He's already said, like, how much he's like, you know, if I wanted a face for a business. Well, okay, so the new girl is super pretty. Like, she's got, like, really long flowing hair, and she's really thin. She's very pretty. She's in her 20s. Like, that should be the face of our company. I'd be like, not the queen of darkness. I don't feel like the queen of darkness should be somebody who... Is what if about. what if the guy photoshops you to look like what the evil queen shapeshifts <laughs> into in Snow White? He just he <laughs> he fucking photoshops like a fucking what are those things called? The thing that the devil holds a pitchfork. A pitchfork. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! He uses a picture that you didn't even know that he took of like you and then the new girl, and it's like she's bringing you to a state law <laughs> like your grandma. <laughs> <laughs> she's only like four years younger than me okay like she's not that much younger she just looks younger because she probably didn't live the lifestyle i lived <laughs> as a 20 something year old oh my god okay so anyway if if i do end up on a billboard 
that shit's going up on our Instagram. <laughs> Absolutely. You, your billboard would be my Facebook cover photo. Dude, it's going to be, and he's like, it's going to be on 67, which is the highway. Yeah, dude. I'm so just, you're going to, you're going to like pass by it every time you come to my house. <laughs> it's going to make my day. <laughs> like every time I see it, I'm going to be like, shit, man. She's famous. <laughs> I don't want my face that big. <laughs> I don't even post, like, I have a hard time posting selfies. Can we <laughs> can we climb up the billboard and just take a picture of, like, tiny you Shit, next to yes. the big you? Shit, yes. I'll be wearing the same exact outfit. Like, don't speak to me or my tiny daughter ever again. <laughs> anyway, okay, so uh, do you have any recommendations for this? I do. Week? It's Ooh, a game. Let's hear. Okay, so I started playing it last night, and um, I stayed up till 11.50 playing one <laughs> of the stories. Um, it's called Dream Daddy. It's a new game. <laughs> If you've if you've been listening to the end of the podcast, you know that I really like watching YouTube, especially Game Grumps, um, and they developed a game. It's called Dream Daddy. It's a dad dating simulator. So you're a Mr. dad. Mr. Fudali, <laughs> I feel like you may have fucked up a little bit. No. <laughs> it's so like funny. a little bit. It's... Like, I love your daughter and she's great, but like, dude. It's so funny. You're a dad. You date other dads. <laughs> what? <laughs> and there are like mini games for you, you to do during your dates to like get better points and stuff. Like, it's I mean, just, is it like, is it like mom dates where like you just hang out with other no, moms? No, you're like making you're, like legit. You're legit dating other. It's a dad <laughs> dating simulator. It's called Dream Daddy. You can Blake, buy it on Steam for $15. Do it. Blake, it's I so worth it. I will eat that $15. Do it. Not only is the idea just funny, it's so well written. It's so, <sighs> it is like, it's well written. It's so funny. Like, everything, all the work, all the, like, it's really funny. So, okay, so is it, like, a, a Sims thing? Like No, it's, like, a, um, it's, like, there will be text, and then you can pick an option to say, and each option will have a different effect on, like, the dad <laughs> that you're trying to date. Oh, my. Like, one option of what you say they won't like at all, and then the other one they'll like. So it's a choose-your-own-adventure, but it's, like, choose-your-own-dad-date. Yeah. The dad that I completed, the, <laughs> the story I completed with the first dad, his name is Brian, and... Uh, I know him! <laughs> the first dad that I dated last night and went through the whole story... Uh, like, he really liked fishing and building decks and stuff. Are these actual people that you're interacting with, or is this just, like, a... No. It's, like... Is it, like, Tinder, but, like... No, it's, like, it's a dad... You just go and date all the dads in your (laughs) cul-de-sac. And there are a lot of dad puns. And I love dad puns. Dude, I, I actually... This is one of the few, like, YouTube things that actually sound like I might want to try You can come over to my house and date some dads. Babe. <laughs> oh my god, we can make a dad that looks like Blake and just have Blake date all the dads. I think that that would be absolutely perfect. Okay, we're doing it. Do it. Okay, it's done. It's done. Anyway, it's called Dream Daddy. It's on Steam. $15. Go buy it. It's great. That is the weirdest fucking thing. And the theme song is like, dream daddy. <laughs> <laughs> Who's your dream daddy? Do, okay, do you know. The Muffin Man? <laughs> who lives on Drury Lane? <laughs> uh, no, do you know like what the demographic is for people who play that game? Oh, uh, I would say... Is it say, only mothers? Or is it, like, actual no, dudes? No, 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 no. It's not... No, you're not a mom dating dads. You're a dad dating other dads. I know, but, like, who plays it the most? I would say... I would say people between the ages of 20 to 35. Like, it's, it's adult humor. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. Something just entered my mind what? that just kind of, this triggered it. My friend Sarah was telling me about this. It's like Tinder, but it's called Bro Jobs. Bro Have Jobs. Have you heard of this? 
Have you heard of it? Yes. I am so into it. It's straight guys giving their friends or other straight dudes blowjobs. What the fuck? And I'm, you know, I'm okay with it. Live your fucking truth. I'm okay with it, but it's just like, I love the name. You know, there's a bro job. There's a dad. There's a dad in Dream Daddies that's a bro. (laughs) I just want to meet one bro job guy. No. What? Okay. Um, Anyway, so bro jobs is a thing. If you guys are into that. I give bro jobs behind the Kroger. (laughs) I do not give bro jobs. Um, Anyway, my recommendations are just songs that I have recently found that I'm super fucking in love with. And I'm going to find them right now and tell them to you. Because I took screenshots of them. Okay, so where the fuck are they? Okay. Um, Little One by Highly Suspect, of course, because Highly Suspect I'm, like, super into lately. Uh, this song is called Queen by this band called Perfume Genius. Look at the fucking dude. Don't watch the videos because it ruins the song. Just listen to the song. He's okay? very ambiguous. Exactly. Don't watch the videos because, seriously, it ruins the song. Just what listen to the song. What is the video about? Uh, it's really hard to explain. Just don't watch it. Listen to the song first and then you can watch the video because then you'll like get a taste for the song. And then the other song is called um, Bottom of the Deep Blue Sea and it's by, how would you say that? Missio. Missio. Okay. Those are fucking amazing. Listen to them. They're great. Um, I recently watched a movie called uh, To the Bone. If you're into kind of like artsy weird movies, it's pretty good. That's the one that I sent you the clips from where he calls her the queen of the darkness. Oh. And then they they see, uh, or they talk about uh, a thing called Freya. Oh. I know. It was like super weird, but it's about um, about a girl who's battling uh, anorexia. Oh, okay. So it's, it's kind of, it's not like the best movie. It's kind of sad and weird, but um, it's pretty good. Anyway, that's those are my recommendations, and uh, you can find us on Instagram. You can wear at Instagram. <laughs> Doing crime. Uh, we're also on Facebook at Doing Crime, or on Twitter at Doing underscore Crime, and you can email us any episode ideas, any murders you want to hear us talk about at Doing Crime Podcast at Gmail dot com or. Or any sort of, like, crime-related anything. Because yeah, every other anything, week we do a, a palate cleanser. Anything you want to hear us talk about, true crime-related or whatever, you can email us or message us on Facebook. So, thank you for listening. And um, we'll see you next week. Tip your bartender. Bye. Bye. Bye.